Cynical Sheep is a listener-supported program. That means we depend upon you, the listener, to help us grow and keep the show going. You can help us by liking and sharing this podcast, leaving a review, and interacting with us on Facebook. If you have a question or if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, drop us a line at cynicalsheep.gp at gmail.com. Thank you for your support. Want you to get up this morning, skip around like a lamb. Well, it got. I don't never change. Always will be This is Cynical Sheep, and I'm here with Tony. Tony, how's it going? It is going well, Aaron. It is going well. Loving life. How are you, sir? Doing well. I'm getting to my notes. And uh, I'm glad I switched them because uh, we would have been talking about uh, fajita taco salads instead of oh. what we are going to talk about tonight. <laughs> maybe next week. Yeah, maybe <laughs> next week. <laughs> That's a different podcast. So what's been going on, man? Yeah, just same old, same old, Aaron. Work, home. We actually went to a county fair. I guess it was two weekends ago. Took the family out to... Actually, up to your state up there. Up, up, took them up to Arkansas and went to a to a little county fair. It was a lot of fun, a, little, a lot of good family time. So, well, I went to yeah. I went to one a couple weeks ago. I was working, but I went to one. Yeah. <laughs> get to go work the uh, the state fair here in the next couple of weeks. That's always a, a blast to get to go down there and downtown Little Rock and worry about all that parking and stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of fun. Yeah, they got they got the best parking in the state. And if you if you live in Arkansas, you know how true that is. <laughs> All right. Uh, I get to go to uh, I gotta make a work trip to New Orleans tomorrow, so pray for me. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Uh, I used to I used to want to live in uh back back in the day when I was uh that was like one of my main goals in life. Um. <laughs> when I was about 18 years old was to, uh, was to be able to live in, in new Orleans. That's, that's where I wanted to settle down and put down roots. But, really? Well, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> plans, but, it's, like, uh, it's just, it's, funny. It's, it's a good place to visit now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say it's funny because even, even at, I mean, I, and I spent a lot of time down there, 17, 18 in, in that, that range. I had, my best friends were all a little bit older than me and um, the state football championships are held down there. So that was always, and that was one of us, one of my friends went to a good school and was actually playing every year. And right. uh, so we, so we, we, we made it a habit for a couple of years of going down there. And, but I, I knew then though, it's probably the one, the one rational thought I had as a, as a teenager, but uh, I, I knew then that I was like, yeah, that's a nice place to visit, but uh, I, I've seen the other side of this place and <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. And, and, and it's, it is funny. Cause I, I mean, it's not like I was living some sanctified life. And it's just like, you know, it, 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 in many ways it mirrored, you know, the life I was living. So, but I knew even then I was like, yeah, not now I'll come visit, but this ain't for me. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ever playing music down there? No, I never played a show. I went to some shows down there. Uh, 
knew some guys that were in bands down there, but we never did. We never, we never played too much in, in, uh, in South Louisiana. No, played East Texas, Southern Arkansas, uh, up here in North Louisiana, across to Mississippi. But yeah, didn't didn't really play much down, down down that far south. So, speaking of uh, living in sin. No, we're going over some lesser-known characters of the Bible tonight. <laughs> uh, dive right in there. Dive right in there is a nice little segue. Not really. <laughs> but, uh, now, I, we're going to start a new segment of uh, lesser-known characters in the Bible. And uh, tonight, we're going to start off with uh, the thief on the cross. What does the scripture tell us about the thief on the cross? Not a lot. It doesn't uh, doesn't tell us a lot, does it, Aaron? Um, uh, if you dig a little bit, um, you can find some more, and I hopefully, hopefully, uh, we, we can shed a little light on on them. Uh, they, um, well, like the like the like the story goes, or, or, you know, Jesus was crucified with a thief on his right and a thief on his left. Uh, um, and uh, the Greek word, though, for robber here or thief here is listus. And uh, just to put it in perspective, I, I think sometimes we, you know, gloss over the fact that they were thieves or they're referred to as thieves or robbers. And uh, that word, though, has a, um, is, is synonymous with violence uh, in uh in the Greek language, it's, it's part, it's, it's part of the definition, you know, is a, it's not necessarily just, you know, a thief that would, that would steal, but oftentimes uh, there was violence involved and, and it goes a lot deeper. That was just kind of one of the, the, the things that was lumped in with what these people were characterized to be. Yeah, you're right. The, the Bible doesn't say much about it. It's uh the, the long, the transcription between Jesus and the thief. The thieves, uh, or uh, kind of drilled down in Luke, um, but the rest of the Gospels, there's there's not Matthew, um, just kind of grazes over the fact that you know there was there he was crucified with two thieves. Um, yeah, he just mentions them in passing um, as they were um, reviling him while they were on the cross with him. Yeah, it does make that distinction in Matthew versus Luke. Um, it, it, in Matthew, we learned that uh, to begin with, they both both of these thieves um, were hurling insults and uh, joining in with the mob there, uh, shouting, you know, different things at Jesus. So that, that is an important distinction there, I think, in Matthew. So here in Luke, this is uh, 23, 39 through 43. Uh, so one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do not do you not fear God, since you're under the same sense of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So what what can this uh, the thieves encounter tell us about salvation in the kingdom? I know uh, it's a it's a common belief that if you're 
um, if you're a Christian, you, you know, you have to, you have to live a good life for, you know, quite a long time. There's a, there's, a, there's another story kind of like this um, in the story of the prodigal son. Uh, it it kind of mirrors it. Uh, the, uh, the prodigal son, he goes out and he lives a life of debauchery. And when everything's spin up and he's eating slop and he comes back home, his, uh, his father welcomes him with open arms and throws a party and this and that. And the other brother is uh, angry because he welcomed you back in. And, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, to the effect that I've been here this whole time and I've, I've done all this and you never do anything for me, but here he comes back and he's getting all the rewards. Um, so I thought that story kind of, you know, the, the oh, parable, no. you know, kind of mirrored each other. Uh, I think that's good. That's real good, Aaron. That's a, that's a great parallel between the two for sure. Yeah, no doubt that there's some similarities between uh, the son in that story who lived the life he did and then the, the thief on the cross here. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, th- I think sometimes uh, – and, and what is that other than our that's, – that's, that's nothing more pretty much than sin of our own, right? To At least that, that's what I think is uh, – uh, to think that we know better than God and to, I mean, cause where else does that opinion come from that we have, you know, that's the life you have to live. And, uh, and, and then it's not God's determination, you know, that it's not all his plan. He's not the one in control. And yet, you know, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, through human eyes, there's an uh, injustice there, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's why, you know, we look at that oftentimes and, uh, you know, and, and can't wrap our wrap our heads around the fact that uh, that this, you know, that uh, Jesus tells this man, you know, you know, he'll be with him. So. Yeah, we I think a lot of it, it's the same kind of um, the sinful human attitude kind of. Uh, you, you think of in terms of the kingdom and you're like. I don't know if I want these people to be my neighbors. You know, we're always talking about, you hear a lot, I did in church growing up, you always heard a lot about, you know, mansions and and all this other stuff. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think I think people get a kind of a skewed view of who belongs, you know, in the kingdom. Mm, yeah. uh, like, oh, well, I, I earned it. You know, I earned my, I've been in, you know, I've done this and I've done that. And here's this thief, you know, he's like you said earlier, he's lived a life of violence and, uh, you know, he spent a lot, a big time, a big portion of his life hurting people. Mm. And you're telling me that there at the end, he can just ask Jesus to remember him Mm -hmm. and he can be forgiven and he can get into heaven. And the answer is yes. Yeah. And and I think I think you know there's a I, I think that there's a a lot that goes into this too though I mean I think there's a right you kind of see him and the reason I said you know mentioned the distinction from Matthew is even there on the cross you see this uh, you see him go through this whole process this robber goes through this 
a process of almost you know of, of repentance and you know acceptance you know and acknowledgement that that I mean he refers to him as Lord you know I mean he 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 reveres him in in that way and uh it, it's just and what's quite amazing is he was probably and this is pretty mind-blowing one of the very few people on earth at that time that would have claimed Jesus as Lord I mean, you got to remember at this point, I mean, Jesus has got disciples that have scattered, you know, that have denied him in the, in, you know, up to this point, uh, one that's betrayed him, one that's denied him, uh, you, you know, and so, and most of which, you know, this Savior wasn't their idea of w- what the Savior was, was to be. And so it's quite possible that while we look at it and we look at this last you know, last moments of this guy's life and, and, and kind of judge his life, you know, based on this one moment. But that one moment's pretty telling when you when you consider that, um, like I said, he, here he is, you know, in, and I mean, one might say he has nothing to lose, but, but the other side of the coin is he's surrounded. I mean, he's not making this, this situation is not any more bearable by, by surrendering it to Jesus, you know, and surrendering to the man next to him on the cross, uh, when, when everybody he can see is, uh, no doubt going to mock him as well. If he makes such a proclamation, right. Right. What, it, what I think is important to say too, with this passage is not saying because a lot of people could take this or some people, somebody could take this and say, well, okay. So that means I can live <laughs> the life that I want to, and then just at the end, you know, I can, I can uh, ask Jesus to forgive me, and, and I'm good. And my question to that is, uh, how do you know what the end is? Because I've, I haven't been told. <laughs> that part yeah. was missing from the manual that came. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, right? That's the thing is that you know we get we get up in arms about you know about this and this situation as guys, but. But you're right. I mean, that that's it. None of us know when that last moment is. And, and quite honestly, although we see this change in this man, I, 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 there's there's probably a good chance that, you know, he's he heard the message at some point that right. that's possible. He may have heard, you know, he may he may have heard John the Baptist may have heard even Jesus uh, preaching this word because there's no doubt he recognizes him for who he is and he recognizes him as lord as 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 a sinless individual that doesn't that does not deserve the punishment that uh he and his counterpart do which um to you know again let's not forget that these guys these criminals to, to put a little more paint the picture a little clearer you know uh they're probably not a lot different than barabbas you, you know right. uh, they, they, he he was he too was in prison you know awaiting you know probably this fate until until the people you know voted to set him free so uh so that, that that's who you know this guy is and that and that's who he's been and so uh yeah i think it's just a remarkable remarkable and there's so much to unpack from it. Just it doesn't seem to be like much of the Bible. You know, read these few short passages, but but just a, a message of hope and uh, you know, for the believer and the non-believer, for the believer that uh, you know that, that 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 God is there. God is you know 
present and, and, and closer than even this encounter. You know, uh, those of us that are saved, you know, living with the Holy Spirit within us. Uh, and, and then and just for that sinner out there that for may think that all hope is gone. Uh, you know, this, this is a perfect example of how no one's uh, uh, not, no one's not reach, you know, no out of the reach of, of God and his love. So, right. Yeah. Um, I think C.S. Lewis said it. I shouldn't be saying this stuff unless I know for sure, but I think <laughs> now nah, I, I doubt we got many fact checkers. Out yeah. there. <laughs> Y'all fact check me, bro. Yeah. All my, all of our thousands of listeners. Uh, Call her bluff. Call her bluff. I think C.S. Lewis said it. Uh, I think he said there's going to be a lot of surprises at the eschaton. You know, uh, a lot of people we don't think are, you know, going to make it to heaven, uh, are going to make it to the new Jerusalem. I think we're going to see them and they're, we're going to, I think he's right. I think we're all going to be quite a bit surprised. You know, I, I really wonder, like, you know, the, when you work in, uh, I worked at a, in the prison system for a little while. And uh, the big joke there was, you know, Jesus is, is alive and well in the penitentiary uh, just because of the fact that, of course, ever you know, as soon as people get arrested, as soon as they go to the penitentiary, they automatically they find Jesus as like one of the first things they do. They get into church and they start doing Bible studies and stuff. So they help them get parole. Um, mm-hmm. And that and that's a joke. And, you know, uh, it's a. I don't, you don't know how many of those people actually get saved, but then you turn around, they're like, oh yeah, they're doing, you know, they're doing really good with, with church and everything. Here they are. They're about, they got out. And then six months later, they're right back in. Hmm. And uh, like, we you never know. <laughs> you <don't> know. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Might not have been a lot of support there. You like I said, and, and they, some people, I think some people feel in that environment. I think some people feel more at home in prison than they do. Uh, you know, out in the world. So, yeah. is, you know, but that's a, another topic. Yeah, and that, and that very well may be the case of this man here, right? This may have been the, the only life he ever knew. This this may have been, we don't know. I mean, we don't we don't know what his, his story is. He may have been a, a you know, a righteous thief for, yeah. you know, <laughs> for all we know. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know his story. Uh uh, like I said, we can we can glean a little bit from from the text and from the original manuscripts and the original language. But again, uh, we I know we've touched upon it a, a good a, you know a good bit, and, and but it but it rings true. Uh, you you nor I uh, can see the true heart of man. Uh, that's God and God alone. So, I think you touched on this uh, earlier. The you know how how is the story relevant? You know today. Um, that's a big question with a lot of the, you know, biblical application was how, how is any of these stories relevant? Mm. And, uh, I think you touched on it earlier. I think it's relevant today, um, for the fact that it's a good illustration that no one is unreachable and you may be in a situation where you think, you know, um, oh, I've said these or I've done this, um, whatever it's, they're still, the father's still waiting at the window for you. He's still watching for you. Yeah. And to wait for you to come home. Yep. 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's it. And you're, and you're right. I do a, uh, um, oftentimes to get ahead of myself in, uh, in, in our broadcast here, but yeah, that, that's right. That, um, that's, I think that is, should be the, the main takeaway from this. Like I said earlier, for, I, I think it's true of believers and non-believers, uh, you know, just a reminder, um, you know, that God is near. Uh, um, he is, he, he is all, he is ever present. And so um, let that be an encouragement to both the believer and non-believer alike that may stumble across this program or stumble across this passage. Uh, yeah. So I think that's, uh, I, I think that's what makes this such so applicable today for for me the relevance today that's uh that's the biggest takeaway for me in, in the story and I, and I and and going back to what you said um the 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 parallels between it and the and, and the part of the story the prodigal son the story of the prodigal son that, that you pointed out that's that's right the, the father is there waiting um and you you can't you can't distance yourself enough um to uh this story is such a beautiful representation of his mercy that you know is available to to one and all amen amen well that's all we got for this time we got some <laughs> things in the works hopefully we can get it uh get it out uh, in time if not we'll just we'll just keep on plugging on i want to uh give a shout out to misty yeah, she uh if I'm not she mistaken, this idea. She yeah. came up with this idea. Yes, sir. So uh so yeah, shout out to uh Aaron's wife there um for the for the thought of this. I I like it. I hope um let us know. Let, let us know if you do, if you want us to um to delve deeper into other lesser known characters in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It was fun for me doing some research on them uh it, I, I i told aaron that not long ago i um, heard a sermon where uh we did a little bit of a deeper dive into one of the lesser known characters and kind of reminded me of uh of misty's idea so yeah i i, I like this hopefully you did too like i said give us some give us some feedback let us know if you did and shoot uh suggest some people you want us to if you did suggest some people that you want us to Tackle next. That's right. All right, guys. We'll see y'all next time. Y'all have a good one. Tony, thank you. Thank you, Aaron. You have a good one, buddy. You too, man. <laughs>